Hi everybody, did you know my mastery summit? Podcast. Yes, hello there everyone. Welcome to a Digital Nomad Mastery podcast. We just finished our actual Digital Nomad Mastery virtual summit and our daughter has been jumping out of the summit. We actually had seven days with 30 plus, 30 plus speakers from around the world. It was an amazing event and uh, yeah, definitely inspiring people to travel more and live the nomadic lifestyle where you can make money and travel the world. So make sure you check that one out at Digital Nomad Mastery uh, virtual summit and you'll be able to see all the recordings there from some amazing really inspiring speakers We had tons of positive feedback, so we'll probably do it again So stay tuned for that one and uh, you know as we're uh, continuing our travels here We still love doing interviews and still love inspiring people to travel. We actually just got into Uruguay uh, We were in Argentina for the you know when we were doing the summit and we just took a ferry from uh, Tigre, which is on the outskirts of Buenos Aires, uh, and over to Carmelo, and then here, and uh, we're heading to Montevideo, actually, earlier, uh, later today, from Colonia. Colonia is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and then heading over to Montevideo. And uh, while we're traveling, we love interviewing fellow digital nomads, fellow world travelers, and fellow entrepreneurs, and we actually have one on the show today. His name's Arthur Noble. He's actually in the Netherlands right now, and he's the founder of FlexPath, as a community, for digital nomads, so super excited to find out about that because that's what we're all about: building community and supporting nomads. Uh, so our, uh, we're gonna get to know Arthur and about the company a little bit, no better more. Uh, so Arthur, how are you doing over there in the Netherlands today? Uh, it's uh, pretty cold, actually. It's uh, it's it's worse than I think at at, at your side, uh, unfortunately. Yes, because we're in the southern hemisphere, so it's sunny skies and uh, sunny blue skies, and we're wearing t-shirts and shorts. So uh, yeah, but I'm, from, I'm actually from Vancouver, Canada, so I can I can relate to the cold because uh, in uh, right now in Vancouver it's uh, cold, gloomy. So super grateful to be here, uh, traveling around South America. So Arthur, um, before we start getting into your company and finding about that, we want to get to know you. So why don't we get to know you first? If you want to do a quick intro and share a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, I'm I'm basically born uh, born and raised in in the Netherlands. I would say a pretty pretty standard life until I was sort of like twenty. I never sort of really traveled outside of Europe. But then I had the first opportunity in my third years of my bachelor's, and I came to see Malaysia, and that was the point that uh, the travel bug bite me. And afterwards, I basically um, yeah, I traveled a bit around the world. And after my studies, I was basically looking for a job where I could travel. I couldn't, unfortunately, find it. So I decided to build Flexpad and created my own. That's the way to go. You know, if you cannot yeah. figure out the solution to a problem, you, uh, you <laughs> basically solve the problem yourself. <laughs> yeah. Part of the reason we started the Digital Nomad Mastery community is just because we couldn't find many resources uh, helping yeah. uh, digital nomads uh, make money while traveling. And obviously, mm -hmm. that's the big objection, the big obstacle people have. And that's why we created mm -hmm. our coaching programs, a mastermind group, even the podcast. We actually had 320 plus episodes now. Uh, we just finished, obviously, that big summit. And then we also have a Udemy courses. So, yeah, we're all about helping provide solutions. So, uh, I'd love to hear yeah, some of your travels. Good. So, where have you been and what have been some of your highlights of your travels so far? So, so far, I think I actually didn't didn't count. I was just thinking about it. I think I visited now like 37 like unique countries. Um, yeah, so far, basically, it all started for me like after my sort of my 20s and now I'm 26. So, it's like uh, in, 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 these, in these six years, I sort of like visited a bit around for me. What I really loved, um, my sort of my personal favorites were Brunei, Iran, and Bolivia. That were like among the most, uh, yeah, 
countries I've, I've ever been, but that was just because it was so authentic and you came basically came to know people who um, sort of were so similar, but also lived in such a different culture. And it was just an amazing experience. So uh, tell us a little bit about this foundation of Fluxpad. So the website's fluxpad.co. Tell us about uh, the origin. What made you firstly come up with the idea? So actually, so when I was graduated with my master, so I uh, so I finished my master's in, in Rotterdam, and then I was like, I lived a couple of years abroad in, diff in different countries, but I actually sort of said that I want to I never really traveled. I mean, I worked there like a lot, but I went there, you know, like in the weekends, et cetera, but I want to have like a really great trip. So I just booked like a three month trip and I went to South America, uh, Cuba, um, Iran, Australia. I mean, I went to pretty lot of countries <laughs> way too short of a time frame. Uh, but then also like meanwhile, I was sort of thinking like, you know, well, what am I going to do after my studies? Because previously I worked for like a venture capital firm, but I was like, no, I, it would be great if I can really start something myself. Uh, and knowing that travel was my pure passion, uh, actually the only passion. I mean, it's uh, the nicest, but also most expensive hobby I, I used to say. So, um, so yeah, well, I came back. I sort of had had an idea for for a business, and that didn't work out after one and a half months and 150 pages of a business plan. Never do that again. <laughs> um, but then I sort of um, started thinking, like, okay, so. Uh, what, what else could I do? And then I came in touch with the digital nomad movement and it was like, yeah, this is actually the thing I've, I've always wanted to do. Um, but still, I see so many people around me who want to do it, but basically don't do it. So why don't you just build a company where you help people to, to live this lifestyle? Because why should it just only be like a few? Why shouldn't it just be everybody who has the desire to? So that's where it ro start, started rolling. Yeah, yeah. I think more and more people uh, who haven't heard about uh, the movement, uh, they definitely uh, want to be part of it. Uh, you know, one of the dreams of people is to uh, travel the world, mm -hmm. and you know, they, they have to figure out the money thing side of the thing. So, you know, any resources to help support them, I'm all about supporting them as well. So, so uh, tell us about the idea. You know, like the idea of the company. What what, what is the idea of the company? So the, the the main concept with the vision is basically if you now walk across the street and you like to ask somebody and you ask somebody, do you want to live this lifestyle? And they say yes. They mm -hmm. say, okay, so we're going to make it happen. That's let's say in the ba in the basic form. Um, and we just tried like a, a few things since we started from January, but where we currently like believe in is to build build a community where everything sort of comes together. So you um, let's say you want to live the lifestyle, then we see that there are so many small but also different type of problems for one it's a job for other it's like the social aspect for the other person it's like the organizational uh, aspect and you sort of bring that all together uh, with deals with forums with jobs with events and that's basically what the concept of flexpad um, is about it looks to some extent a little bit i would say like a like like a mini facebook specifically tailored to this lifestyle to make it let's say tangible Awesome, awesome. So tell us about yeah. some of the steps. Uh, you know, we all have these amazing yeah. ideas, but uh, it's one thing <laughs> to have the idea in your brain, whole other thing to get it out onto the World Wide Web and launch the website, yeah. and, uh, you know, obviously create awareness of it. So tell us about the whole progression from, uh, I guess, conception to implementation. Yeah, so at the, so, so what we currently, actually when, when we started, the first person was actually like a nomad in the company. His name was David, so I needed to have somebody to, to build a website and website and design it so i just went to the facebook group 
digital nomads around the world and said, guys, you can develop a website. And then a few people responded. And one of them was, uh, was David. And he said, and then we sort of started coding. Um, in the meantime, also my co-founder um, basically like joined and we started in January. Then for then we were really sort of like figuring out along the, along the way of basically what's the problem and what do we then uh, basically have to solve. Uh, so basically running like a few um, pilot websites, doing some Facebook ads, and then at some point we were able to get let's say like ten thousand people in just six weeks from over one hundred fifty countries, and then we knew like wow, now we're really up to up up to something. Um, then we fought let's say for quite a long time to really focus on. Um, sort of being a little bit of a recruitment player, which basically means you really, you know, really help companies with the whole process, but afterwards, and that's sort of why we've now started this community, we figured out that people are more than capable themselves, you know, to find, to find a job, as long as you just give them the tools to sort of bring everything together. So that's sort of what we sort of made a decision. And yeah, in the meantime, we also were able to raise funding from, from investors. So it was, and get some people in the team. So that's, quite exciting to now, you know, let everything come together. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. You know, just from uh, the Facebook post, you got yourself, yeah. your co-founder, the website designer, yes. you got so many people to join it and then our investors. Yeah. So I'd love to hear some of those, uh, break down some of those steps. So firstly, uh, to get that many users, uh, what were some of your marketing strategies? How did you get so many people on board? So that was mostly, um, so we first launched like four websites, which nobody, nothing had the name of Flexpad, just to test different hypotheses with different domains. Then we just posted it in different groups and basically saw with also a bit of a survey and we got some initial responses. Then we said, okay, so this is, let's say, a bit of the, of, of, of the concept. And then we uh, pushed it with mainly, I mean, we tried loads of different channels, right? Because we didn't know what's, what's going to work. Um, but then we thought Facebook ads is the best way to, to go because the cost per acquisition was the lowest. And then um, on top of that, we had sort of um, like a referral system. So I would say 85% was like Facebook ads and 50% was referral, like roughly. And, and basically, basically that, that brought us the, the, the number of people. But then the hard part actually starts and you sort of have to start building all the start building all the operations and that was um yeah that's sort of like the, like like the next step awesome and then you said you grew your team as well so tell us about the yeah. team and what are the major roles and responsibilities <laughs> remember uh believe me that's such it's so hard just to build let's say like an awesome team but when you have it it's really like refreshing but um yeah, so I think now we have like from eight kind of eight different nationalities sort of the team. So we're like now with um, yeah with, with eighteen people, and the um, yeah basically there we have like a community member. We like yeah it's divided in sales, like business development. Of course, you have like marketing. Growth hacking is quite important. Um, I mean, I see quite a lot on also in the digital nomad environment where there are a lot of people push on that. But that's, uh, I think that's like a great thing. It also help, helps for us, that way of uh, approaching stuff. And we have, of course, like a, sort of like a recruitment uh, department, which which now more like an HR department, which basically also helps people if they, let's say, like apply for jobs, et, et cetera, to make everything smooth. I am amazed. I am amazed. That's such 
quick growth in such a short time. That was amazing. <laughs> well, what did you do? I mean, you must have done something to mobilize the people, to get them inspired. Tell us a little bit about your strategy as the visionary and the founder. Yeah, so um, I would say together with my girlfriend in Georgia, we always put quite a lot of time in, in the vision and the, and the big story. And that's definitely what appealed people. And also, I mean, even like our, our investors, everybody, most of them actually invested basically because they want to live such lives themselves. I mean, that's also what can be said. People just like, just love this. And that are the people you sort of have to, um, yeah, co connect with and really tell sort of like this decent story. So bef before, like before this, I was working in the venture capital, uh, scene as well. And there for instance, really, you know, learn to make like business plans, of course, because you see too many. Um, but basically having this sort of like, this really this structure and that you, can set that a couple of hypotheses which you sort of can prove and also show that to your people that really works so don't approach hiring as just hiring somebody but just approach it as if you get a new investor on board and if you really showed that commitment to say like recruiting is my number one thing you're definitely able to to get people because by the end of the day business is nothing more than the aggregate of yeah of awesome people Yeah, definitely. And it's a very key to have those right the team players. I've run yeah. several different businesses and when you don't have the right people, everything falls apart. And it's so yeah. hard to get the right people who are motivated, who are in it really for that vision rather than mm -hmm. just in it for that money. So I'm glad you were able to find the right people there. Yeah, I mean, and also I don't know how that's for you, but like finding them that also takes uh, takes quite a long time. I mean, we, we used a lot of like Facebook. So we did like a lot of just approaching people directly via Facebook. That's after all not really strategy what I would recommend like too many too many people i don't know how it's for you but um i mean at some point you're you're through your network right and you have to sort of start expanding yeah absolutely absolutely so i love to hear about the flip yeah. side i mean we've talked about some of the successes <laughs> but uh we all make businesses in entrepreneurship and uh, it's yeah. good to hear about them uh so tell us about some of your major mistakes you guys have made so far oh where shall i start i mean um i would say for sure on the hiring part um one one of the things that i would recommend you you believe in a person you believe in the business and you think it works so you just give them quite a lot of time although, although you already know it's not going to work out so that is one of the um, and that basically slows one down the team but also it just costs money but thirdly which is maybe most important it's for the person itself not nice when it's sort of like not working out but that was definitely like we've made like a couple of mistakes with that uh, another thing is that sometimes you keep theorizing too much so you start thinking how can we do this vision but i mean it just starts when you just start executing that was definitely um yeah li like like a thing and just try to test as quick as possible which is a bit connected to like to 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 the former point that you don't talk too much and it all makes sense in the real world because one of the things we sort of found out is that uh, there is a reason that so many people aspire to be a digital nomad but cannot become it because there is so much more demand for remote workers than supply and just then assuming that you approach the market um, in the way how you think you should approach it is just not always right sometimes you have to listen more to the market and then adjust and change your approaches I don't know if this is tangible enough. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I totally see your point that uh, I actually think of a quote uh, by the founder of LinkedIn. He says, uh, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you waited too long. I'm pressing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, look, uh, yeah, definitely you need to get it out there into the market and then test it and then get feedback. So yeah. curious to know what has been some of the feedback uh, out of all the users you've had on the site so far. Um, so it's a bit, it's a bit like different. I mean, you have, um, if you basically go for the community approach, you see sort of like different people. I would say what was the biggest, biggest hit and what I sort of see as like 90% of all feedback is that people really say are really great. There is sort of like a tool where I can find like everything because I really wanted to live this way. And then it's pretty interesting that maybe some people from my age, they sort of, they came out of college and they are really sort of, <laughs> sort of spoiled and think like, we're just going to do something we love. But if you basically look somebody, I spoke yesterday to, to a girl um, and she has like a, a company which provides uh, local trips, um, which, is, which is quite cool with really local, with local people. And she's like 10, 15 years older than me. And for her, she really, um, was sort of in this mindset in the beginning of her career that she had to choose a decent job and then um, she sort of like figured out that it was not something for her and then um, a party like us is something she, she, she really likes and that's what I also see all the time is that some people now see that the corporate world is not always what, what they like and then a solution like Flexpad or another solution on the work and travel part is something they are interested in. Awesome, awesome. So uh, you mentioned the whole uh, investor side of things. So this is uh, yeah. something I'd love to hear a little bit more about because a lot of uh, people are starting in the business. They're looking for yeah. uh, the capital, the money angle, and some people launch it on like, <laughs> something like Kickstarter uh, or mm -hmm. some, a similar site like that. But uh, tell us about why you decided to approach uh, investors and how did that go? So, I mean, it's actually pretty simple. I mean, I think we both agree that so many people want to live this lifestyle. So it, so if you want, if you basically want to build it big and enable it to so many people, you just need capital. It's uh, really great to do it on your own, but if you really want to tra transform society, that's sort of what you need. Um, so I already figured out quickly that I cannot do so much myself alone, and for that I needed people, and for that I sort of need capital. The same goes for like uh, for like marketing uh, cost, but that's something which is, which which you basically see quickly, and um, yeah. Also, because I was like in the in my former job uh, in the VC world, you sort of know how to how to raise money. So that's uh, that's definitely sort of like an, an an added benefit, which I think you can benefit from. Awesome. So, uh, what would you say are the the major costs involved with the operation like this? Uh, besides, I guess the website. Uh, what are we, we some of the, the expenses? So it's definitely H. I mean, traditionally, also compared to other startups, it's uh, HR is first. Uh, you, you cost some people, and the second one would be like uh, marketing cost. The marketing cost would then, at this point, be like Facebook ads. And something which also really surprises me is that you always use so many tools. I mean, you have you have tools for everything, and then somehow I don't know how, but we sort of have so many subscriptions, <laughs> and that just that's also really something which um, yeah, which costs a lot by the end of the month. And of course, yeah. uh, we're in it to uh, make money as well, not just build a community. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're going to go broke ourselves as founders. So tell us about some of your uh, you know, uh, profit uh, revenue uh, models for the business. 
So since we build a community, so you have like different, different, you have two types of business, of course you have more, but let's say you have transactional businesses, which are focused on revenue and you have businesses focused on users. And then with users, you basically, it means a bit like Facebook, right? They built a very big user base in the beginning. And then afterwards they started monetizing. The latter is also like our uh, approach. So in the short term, revenue is not the main thing what drives us. Where we work though with is like a lot of affiliates. So that's also, um, we don't want to build this ecosystem ourselves. We really believe that everybody who's already living this lifestyle can basically jump off and that we sort of together create a movement. Um, so that for instance, mean I'm now today, even I close like a partnership with somebody who has a co-workation. And then we can, for instance, send people to those co-workations. And then of course, if they, we send bookings, then we can also get some, some money for that. So that's sort of like, which in the short term, just give something, but the main goal is like, um, is like users who are engaged. Yeah, it definitely makes sense, uh, you know, those two models. And, uh, you know, Facebook has done it brilliantly, obviously, with building that community, and now they have figured out a way to monetize it like crazy. So good yeah. on you, uh, you know, for, for so, building so that. But yeah. one thing, I'm not a particular, <laughs> I'm not particularly fond on ads, which I'm not really looking for. So, <laughs> like, spoiler alert, that's not go, what, what's going to happen. That's, uh, so we will find alternative ways. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, so, some people are a little bit upset, especially the people who have fan pages about having to pay to play and build it up. And of course, yeah. then, they, no one likes the, the, the bombardment of advertising. So yeah, yeah definitely wishing the best with that. Uh, so uh, curious to know about, okay, so we've yeah. covered kind of like the business side of things and yeah. breaking it down. But uh, obviously for the users, I want to hear some of the major benefits of getting on the platform. There might be some of our viewers and listeners here who are yeah. thinking about joining. So what are the benefits? I mean... The biggest benefit I would say is a one-stop shop. So um, we really build the lifestyle for people that want to work remotely, whether you're basically traveling or not. Uh, it's basically like the, the, the broader group. So whether it's like, whether it's jobs, whether it's specific deals for people, which basically fit a lifestyle, can be like a travel deal, can be like a software deal, which you're like already um, basically use or, Another thing which we offer is like events. So that, uh, I mean, that's something we actually we recently started with so that we basically enable people to, to connect with each other. Um, there is like content which people share. And although there is already something in the market, it's not really like, like aggregated and Slack groups are also, um, information is not really like properly stored. So a lot is, um, is like lost. And it's also like, I mean, there are sort of TripAdvisor-like solutions, but what if you go one step deeper? So if you friend, if I can just get, take one example, which is like the e-residency, there's quite a lot of information around it. So what we now can do is just provide the content there and also basically get a partnership there who gives stuff as a discount so that if you come to the community, you also get something. It's more convenient, it's cheaper, um, and then sort of like everything is there, which you need to know. And then of course, we also, uh, fit in like influencers, you know, just digital nomads who can also tell a bit more about it. And then you're sort of just done. And that you don't have to spend any time on just hassle, but that you can just enjoy life. Because after all, I think we both agree that traveling is great, <laughs> but always like, you know, booking stuff and when stuff doesn't work, that's not, that's not the greatest part of our life, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so Arthur, uh, curious to know about uh, what are the, the different types of ways that people join? How can they join the platform? 
So at this moment, it's mostly, I mean, we'll launch our app soon, but um, if you go to flexpad.co and actually we, this week we bought flexpad.com, which is quite great. Um, <laughs> so then people just go to the website, just, just basically click on the join button and then they register for the community. And from there, um, yeah, it, 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 bas it basically goes. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, you know, like, tell walk us through the user experience. So you join, uh, then what are the stuff they should do uh, once they join? Because it's easy for someone to join, and then they yeah. kind of okay, join, and then they move on, right? So tell us, so walk us through some of the uh, things they should do when they first join. So basically, if they come in, basically they're sort of like a like a live feed where you can interact with with other people. Um, then there is like there is like a forum. Then in the in the forum, basically there are all types of threads related to the main topics. So if we, for instance, went to other forums to see where are there still like quite a lot of questions on, okay, let, let's focus on that and then build some deeper content, whether it's on visas, whether it's on tax, whether it's on e-residency. Uh, so that's basically where you can interact. There is also like something like, uh, like groups related to cities, but also related to, uh, let's say, functional backgrounds. There's like a deal section uh, where you can find the deals and claim it, um, events, events section. So it's uh, you already see, right? It's that has sort of like these similarities with um, with Facebook to some to some extent, but um, but the bigger thing is the value you find is really specifically tailored to the to the lifestyle. Oh yeah, and you also have like the job board. Awesome, very very comprehensive. Definitely a lot of the questions that digital nomads ask, like the yeah. the taxes and the visas and the money and the jobs and obviously yeah. the community, the events. So. Yeah, sounds like a great yeah. uh, set of resources. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, we're constantly building it. I mean, it's it's. I mean, many people are already like working for such a long time on it, of course. Uh, so it's it's hard to have the answers to everything immediately. But I mean, that's why we're started. But I would say we already have quite some uh, decent content which helps people like move forward. And awesome. it's for free. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, you know, that, uh, yeah. that support, and of course, if they don't have to pay for it, uh, that's uh, definitely a great thing as well, especially if yeah. people are struggling with the whole money side of things. So yeah. what have you found as some of the biggest problems uh, uh, that digital nomads are facing? Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's right on spot, what you basically say, like, with the problems, and just a sentence before you said, like, it's, it's uh, the money. I mean, on average, digital nomads earn, like, a thousand bucks per month, according to Harvard Research, so that's basically means that money is quite a big of an issue. And what I believe in, so there are sort of three top problems. I would say it's the work part, which is related to the income. Sometimes it's a social part to really build meaningful connections if you're more like a single person. And the other part is, I would say, the organizational hassle, which can be quite broad from arranging accommodation with decent Wi-Fi to basically getting visas. But if I would zoom in on the, on the, on the job parts, you basically see that, um, there are just so many people um, looking for a job, for a remote working job, but there are just not so many companies which, which offer it. So everybody is like competing like a lot for the same jobs and that just makes it, yeah, very hard to find it. Um, and then of course you also have all these freelancing platforms, but there of course are also many people. So it's like a bit of, it's like in this uh, movement of people want to do it, there is also sort of a, a, sort of a rat race.
Awesome, man. Yeah, I love, I love the summary there of uh, um, the in- income struggle, then the social struggle, and then the logistical struggle, the organizing, yeah. the packing, unpacking, uh, the Wi-Fi, the, you know, yeah. tech, uh, yeah, finding accommodation, stuff like that. And yeah, definitely the support angle is tough. Even as a traveling family, you know, like yeah. one of the things we want to do is how do we integrate our kids and, you know, connect them with other kids and other traveling families? So even as mm-hmm. a traveling family, that's something we need. And, of course, the money, I, I, I'm amazed that the stat, you said it's like $1,000 only, that's, yeah. uh, you know, below the poverty level for a lot of places <laughs> and below minimum yeah. wage. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's one of the drives, right? For instance, you don't have a lot of digital nomads in, let's say, in London or New York, but, like, you have a lot in, for instance, in, in certain areas of, of, of Asia, which is, of course, like, very convenient to live uh, to live as well. But what I find, like, even more interesting is that although it's such a hassle, still so many people do it, like, thousands of people are doing it, which already shows that if you can make it like convenient, and I don't think that's something just that we have to do, but like with the whole movement, we have to make it just accessible, then so many people are willing to do it. If you just see that this is like the early major- early majority or the early adopters part of the market, there's so much more. Yeah, and uh, you, you mentioned that stat. I, I actually uh, uh, saw a presentation where they said like by the year 2030, there'll be <laughs> almost a billion nomads. And it depends how you define yeah. the term nomad, right? But basically, yeah, you yeah. have the opportunity to be freelancers or work from home or work flexibly or work independently. So it's a, definitely yeah. a massive movement, and not just for people who want to travel like, uh, yeah. you know, like we are or like a lot of your communities, but just for people who are more companies yeah. are becoming much more open to the idea of, uh, you know, like obviously flexible type of job. So yeah, it's, uh, it's good yeah. that, you know, we're creating these resources and we're ahead, we, you and me and, you know, us entrepreneurs are definitely ahead of the game as well. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. No, it's, yeah, it, it's just, it's just something that the world needs. And I would say the, it's, it's so on spot that you say people don't have to travel because I think also the misconception, which I've seen like with a lot of companies is that I think these are hippies on the beach, which are not working. Whereas I see a lot of digital nomads who are very skilled in, for instance, growth hacking, in online marketing, I mean, like writing, just media. So that's um, yeah, that's sort of like 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 a mis- like a misconception as, as as well from the from the company side. Yeah, yeah, and even like the age range is uh, definitely uh, expanding as well. More and more digital <laughs> nomads, a different age range. It's not just backpackers yeah. in the 20s, but the uh, digital no. nomads in the 30s, 40s, and beyond. And of course, not just singles, but couples. Uh, I'm actually yeah. interviewing a couple right after this, the honey trekkers. Uh, yeah. They're a couple who've been uh, on their honeymoon for like seven years and they're working. Oh, wow. Obviously, there's uh, family travelers like us. So, or family, yeah. A wide a plethora of different types of digital nomads. So, Arthur, I'm curious to know uh, what's your vision? What's the vision for the company? Where do you see yourself uh, in 2018 and beyond? In 2018 and beyond, wow. That's, um, so the idea is basically also what we have now on the, on the website. <laughs> we want to uh, enable people to live um, flexible and be free. So it doesn't really matter if you travel or not. You just have to be able to say, if I want to travel, you go for traveling. And if you want to go to an office and work there for a couple of days that's fine but if you want to stay at home that's the eventual vision sort of that we built that people can just um don't have to sacrifice um their their lifestyle for their uh for their career or the other way around but that's sort of what we what what we try to uh, to aim for and then for 2018 i would say we really want to grow the, the community i mean currently it's more like in these early stages 
but then really build it towards this, uh, you know, this, this big product market fit and get many partners on board so that by the end of 2018, it's for many digital nomads just to go to platform. Awesome. Well, it's definitely great to have you at these very early stages. I look forward to interviewing yeah. you. And then uh, I'll be like, oh, man, now that you know, <laughs> such a massive movement. And I was there doing one of the first interviews. So it was definitely an honor and a yeah. pleasure to have you on here. Uh, Arthur, uh, to end off here, uh, how can people uh, connect with you? Also connect with the uh, company and how can people join and be a part of the community? So for sure, like private messages on Facebook is like an easy way to do um, just my LinkedIn, Arthur Noble. Same goes for my email, which is uh, Arthur at flexpad.co. Just shoot a message on the website if that's easier. One way or another, we'll find, we'll get in touch. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, definitely wish you the best. Uh, thanks for yeah, uh, nice. you know coming on the show and thanks for breaking down. It was definitely great to hear all the the not just the good things that are happening, but also some of the struggles. And mm -hmm. it's amazing the growth uh, that's happening with Flexpad. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing the growth that's to come in 2018 and beyond. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, th thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Cool. And yeah, thanks everyone. I definitely encourage you guys to join. I actually just joined as well, so I'm looking forward to being part of that community and uh, looking forward to connecting with all of the people who are going to join through our community. Uh, so make sure you check it out at uh, flexpat.com and also flexpat.co and uh, you know <laughs> register and uh, be a part of that community and uh, you know may your travel dreams come true as well. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode from my Digital Nomad Mastery uh, podcast and videocast. Happy travels, everyone. <laughs>